0: University of Missouri-St. Louis College of Education podcast. Hello and welcome. My name is David Stouffer and I get to be the recruitment coordinator for the UMSOL College of Education. Each week on this podcast, we will meet an innovator in the field of education, We will spend some time getting to know them and learning about their work and how it can help you in yours. It is my sincere hope that this podcast will be a source of encouragement and support as you work to continue impacting lives as an educator. My guest today is Dr. Ann Taylor. Dean of the University of Missouri-St. Louis College of Education. Dr. Taylor came to us in 2013 as an Associate Dean in the College of Education. Originally from the United Kingdom, Dr. Taylor first started as a geography instructor to students in grades 6 through 12 and at the community college level before transitioning to teacher education in the United States. Prior to UMSL, Dr. Taylor taught at Southern Illinois University in Edwardsville and was director of graduate and undergraduate elementary education programs for more than 10 years. Dr. Taylor holds a bachelor's degree in geography from Nottingham University, a master's in education from the University of Sheffield, a postgraduate certificate in education from West Midlands College of Higher Education, and a PhD from Washington University in St. Louis. Welcome Dr. Taylor.
1: Thank you very much. Delighted to be here, David.
0: It's exciting to have you here. Tell us your experience of what you see. How has the field of education changed from your time back home in the in, uh, United Kingdom to where you are now as the dean at the University of Missouri-St. Louis?
1: Yeah, that's always a fascinating question. You know, in some ways, I think, and have always said, students are students are students. Um and learning uh, is the same everywhere Um, and therefore in some ways, unfortunately, there are actually relatively few differences in some aspects of teaching, learning, and schooling. Um, Now, some of that's good because if it's built on a bedrock of understanding people and learning, hey, it's always been the same. Um, Some of that's bad. Because as a, I think it indicates that as a group, educators, we haven't changed as much as we might have liked to. Um, and that's what I see probably happening right now. I think there is a great period of change happening in all aspects of, of education. Um, so there's some things that are still sadly probably much the same as your great-great-great-grandparents would have experienced <laughs> in school. And neither of us would have liked it then nor now
0: what do you think educators need then in order to adapt what, what are the what do educators today need in order to catch up with the times and, and be current
1: well i think there are some fundamental structural um, problems we d- we designed a system you know back uh, over a hundred years ago and we have pretty much stuck with it the beliefs about what its purposes are um i i think if you look at Students today and and families, they want their kids to have a good life, the good life. You know, they want to be able to earn a living, to, to explore and sort of become who they can become. And I think we're too tied down to some structures, and it's really hard to change those. Those of us that have been in education for a long time, you know, we keep trying to change things, whether it's at the level of how an individual subject is taught. You know, I did some how mathematics could be taught. It's a hard push to get that done differently. Mm -hmm. Um, A fundamental reason is by the time we become teachers, we've already served a full apprenticeship, um, you know, in understanding how schools are. And so if we feed back into the same schools, we tend to make them like they were when we were kids. So...
0: So so teachers do the best they can with what they have. It sounds like the problem, if there is a problem, maybe that's not the right word. Uh, the problem is the structure that's established that we're still using today that we used many years ago. How do we fix that?
1: Um, you know what? I, I don't know about fix because I do know this. There are lots of... of People and other groups that feed into it as an organization, that feed into schools. Families expect and want a certain kind of thing for their kids, and they don't always understand if you change it too quickly. Similar employees, uh, higher ed, workforce wants a certain kind, like some aspects of what we do, a lot. And so there's a real sense that we need to keep doing these good things. But having said that, you look around, even right now in this weird pandemic time, you look how quickly schools really did pivot. If you would have said to all of us, could you go online in a week? (laughs) You know, we'd have all said, "Uh, no, 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 that's just not possible. It clearly was possible. Um, The things that are barriers are some of those, you know, the test and accountability. Some people believe we've got to keep checking on each other, make sure we're doing it we kind of abandoned a lot of those. All of a sudden those didn't matter as much. So I think the period we're in right now gives us a little bit of hope uh, that we could actually change some of the fundamental things that keep things the same. Now, the same doesn't work for many kids. And the more we more we recognize that, um, it's it's not the children's fault, it's not the students' fault, it's not, you know, people who, are, who, are, who want to learn more. As adults, we haven't designed a system that has helped all children learn and go on into other fields. And I think to some extent that accounts for the success of the other programs we have in the college. You know, we, we prepare teachers, that's fundamentally what we do. We prepare those who are gonna lead schools. We also prepare people who are gonna be mental health counselors, and uh, school psychologists. You look at how those fields have expanded. You even look at something like sport management. You've got these, these, these areas beginning to grow around the edge of this central notion of K-12 schooling leading to a degree, leading to workforce. So, you know, I, I can't help but be an optimist. Um, mm-hmm. Do I think we're going to transform schooling in the next 20 years? I don't know, maybe, because the workforce is certain, that the, the, the corporations are certainly saying, this isn't working for us.
0: One of the things that impressed me the most since in the short time I've been with UMSL is how we aren't a cookie cutter mm-hmm. college mm-hmm. to okay. say, here's our degrees, find the one that fits you. Mm-hmm we seem to be a, a university as a whole, and especially within the College of Education, that says here's what education needs, let's find a program mm-hmm. that fits.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Has that always been the philosophy here in the College of Ed? What, what makes this so unique in that regard?
1: You know, one of the things I tell other people about what's very apparent to me um, in my role is that I never question that any of the hundred faculty or staff who are associated with the College of Ed. I never question whether or not they believe in the, in the mission that we have. It is beyond a shadow of a doubt to me that they put all of them put students first. They want the excellence um, that it should be expected from a, an institution of our rank nationally and our reputation. But they know that that happens when you adapt and care and try to find what people need. And so I think it's it's just true. I haven't hired everybody in the last five years. They're here anyway. So, yeah, that's always been, I think, a little bit embedded with the nature of the University of Missouri-St. Louis because we are this recent-built school, last 50, 60 years, Um, We're here in the heart of St. Louis. We look and we can see affluence. We look and we can see poverty. We can see lack of attention to basic needs that that ought to be met by now. So we have a sort of um, a real foot in reality. And uh, we know our job still is to be an institution that provides a pathway to learning so that people can get to where they want to go. Um, And so I think that's why it comes together. Um, in this sort of creative opening up, what can we do? You know, you think about something even like the, the, one of the most recent degrees we added was sport management. That doesn't always reside in a college of ed. Um, it's an inter, uh, interdisciplinary degree. You must have some elements of uh, business Um, You must have some elements in it that really attend to the psychology. You must have some elements that connect with the athletic and physical education world. And although we have some of those in the college, we're not unique. But we're the ones that say, yeah, okay. We could see that fitting. That would serve our populations. That would help us. Um, So I think it's uh, probably born out of our our roots as, as an institution.
0: I think you answered my next question. Is there one thing in the time you've been here that you're most proud of Mm -hmm. that kind of says, this is who we are, this is a college of ed.
1: Yeah, and I think the reason there isn't one thing is partly because of what I've described. If you have this many people working together, they generate different things. So I could point to the way our special education program has been integrated into all the preparation of teaching, um, how our inclusivity now stretches to produce programming for students post high school, um, students with intellectual disabilities post high school, you know that, that I didn't, but I didn't do that. That was the faculty. You look at the literacy work we do. We've had a long tradition in the college of, of really having deep literacy work. Um, over 100 of our teacher colleagues in St. Louis Public Schools have been through our advanced literacy certification. Again, that's, that's a tremendous achievement. It helps the teachers in a district talk to one another. It helps them have some similar goals. It helps them generate a new network um, that they are control and have, have influence over within their district. That's something I could point to and say, that's great. I didn't have, a, I didn't have any role in it. Um, so, so I think there are multiple things like that. You know, one of the most recent initiatives was when we decided we were going to relook at the core of how we thought about teaching and make sure that we consistently were helping all teachers know, how do kids really learn? Now, you can do that by reading a chapter in a book. We didn't take that approach. We joined a national project with other institutions like ours. All the faculty worked together. uh, Without me, um, worked together. And then they're the ones that tweaked the curriculum, expected different conversations, held trainings for the teachers. All those things really are coming out of the creativity of the people in the building, the faculty and staff who work so closely together. Mm -hmm.
0: Last question. Um, what, what does the future hold? Mm-hmm. Not just for education, but for UMSL. Mm-hmm. How do they match up? How, do, how does UMSL keep pace with the changing world in education?
1: I think we're actually ideally positioned. Um, one of the things I've said for a number of years the hardest thing to do is to build high quality programs, programs that are inclusive for, for all students. Students, uh, programs that really deliver, not just an excellence that you and I like, but an excellence that the, that the people graduating from them can take out into their lives. Um, and we've got that already. We know that because we, we are so open to external groups coming in, accrediting bodies, the state. They come and they look at us. We have to provide data. So we're pretty convinced uh, uh, within the college and across other colleges we're doing a pretty good job. doesn't mean we're complacent, but it does mean we've got that bit down. So I think we're well positioned. Um, We're also well connected into the community. One of the hallmarks of the college is the fact that almost every program has an internship associated with it. To have those internships, it's not, it's not just us waving students goodbye and saying come back in a semester. We're connected with people in the community who we're working alongside. So if you take something like even one of our most recent grants you know, in urban education with Jerome Morris, very prestigious grant we got, that work is community-based. He's hiring community-based educators. To engage and think about how can schools really be bonded communally to their to the people within them? How can the uh, the black families really feel a, a deeper sense of uh, connection to the schools? We're partnering with that, so that keeps ideas. It keeps people flowing in through the college. That means we will continue to be responsive to community, and workforce needs.
0: Dr. Taylor, that's all our time. I want to thank you for joining us today. Thank you for sharing your wisdom, and thank you for sharing your passion with us. Do you want to leave us with any parting thoughts?
1: Um, No, parting thought is uh, it's always wonderful to talk about education with educators, uh, whichever field they're in. Love it.
0: Great. Thank you, Dr. Taylor. Thank you. I am honored that you chose to join me today for the University of Missouri-St. Louis College of Education podcast. I hope you'll join me next time. Till then, I'm David Stouffer. Thank you for the work you do. Never forget, you are making a difference every day.